Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti Ecruel Dubai. Just six this week because of our producer's crushing lack of imagination, but here we go. We'll start with... <laughs> oh, I couldn't resist it. I'm sorry. I yeah. take full responsibility. The Ascot bands, first of all, we heard from Hayley Turner. We also had a band this week for John Velasquez. Slightly different categories. Uh, James, just put a button on these, on these whip bands for me quickly. Uh, well, I think Hayley spoke well about it. I think you have to take your... You had to take your medicine. Um, James Doyle picked up one as well, didn't he? Um, that, uh, interestingly, I, the one thing I'll say is that, that, that those people who, who wrongly want to throw horses out when their jockeys break the whip bands, and these people need to be exposed and sent to a, like a, a French prison island, um, they would have taken away one of the greatest moments of, of the week. These these people that would have us, that talk nonsense, they would have taken away that moment, wouldn't they? Go on, Charlie. They would have I've, taken it from you, but but over a technicality that oh. made no difference whatsoever to the result, because horses can't actually feel the whip that much and just associate the noise with time to put their but head in down. In what sport are you allowed to cheat and still win? It's not cheating. It isn't. Che there are lots of sports where there are technical infringements that don't mean that you get DQ'd completely. Yeah. For example, an athlete <laughs> might fail to carry a number cloth or something. It might they might well get wrapped over the knuckles or. But they wouldn't get they wouldn't get the gold taken off them. It's 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 an absurdity. It's, it's the same with. Uh, don't lie down. Fight your corner. <laughs> no, 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 I know. It's 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 a point that you could uh, that we don't have anywhere near enough time to cover because it's one that we've been grumbling on with for ages. Um, you know, I I worry about the damage it does to our sport. Watching these horses get you know that that headline has done us no good, Haley. You know, it was the only thing that I heard on the BBC radio on the way home was that she got a ban. Uh, and it's if the the horse can help it. things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it will stop. It will stop it happening. It won't. Yes, it will. It will if, not. If the jockeys know that they will, go, they're going to get thrown out. They will stop because they can count to seven or eight or whatever it's it is. It's not going to be a number, though, is it? If it's an arbitrary number, they can easily forget themselves. There goes the belt. <laughs> they could easily you get you throw the derby and that's in route. Why it's seven times we to the whip. have <laughs> the belt. We move on to bet restrictions. Bet three sixty five and Skybet amongst that's others were firms who restricted yeah. bets on multiples. James, don't throw this one to me. This, this is. A horrendous hospital pass of a, of, a, of a what's it of a well of a talking point. Yeah, I mean they shouldn't do it. There's a million and one things they do that they should that they that are unsporting and kind of edge grinding. It's you know obviously it's got too big an issue, hasn't it? And I thought James Doyle and Char uh, could have done the same thing on Saturday, couldn't he? Mm -hmm. He had four great rides. They have to do it. It's their business, not mine. Um, that seems to me to be very very po-faced. But what do you think? Don't ask me what you. It's, it strikes me. That, what is the answer? It strikes me that there must be a portion of people who every day there must be that yeah. Frankie de Tory has yeah. a full book of rides yeah. will will do yeah. the accumulator to yeah. small stakes. Yeah. So surely there is a built-in provision in a firm as big as that for such eventualities. And given those eventualities are so rare, surely the amount of money you take over time justifies you being able to lay bets like that, whether it's Royal Ascot or not Royal Ascot. I'd have thought so, but you need to speak to more of a specialist than I am. But then evident, maybe that is wrong, because the risk managers will be clearly telling them that it is wrong. That's right, exactly. It's one of those things, it's like asking me to comment on volcanoes or things, kangaroos or anything else I just don't know anything about. Can we add kangaroos yeah. as the seventh I'd, talking point? That look, it seems to me to be very po-faced, doesn't it?
but you know if you because there are loads of people that go into, like you said that go into betting shops and their whole pleasure is like because they don't know the form that well and they get stitched up by the betfair boys they 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 want to just put like frankie dettori five rides together it gives them a lot of pleasure and out seems a little bit mean doesn't it it seems a little mean but th there you go it does and you know part of the great stories of, of betting are people who have staked very small amounts and have one very large amount, and that, that possibility has to be kept alive, doesn't it? I mean, I'm personally, I'm not, I don't really gamble, so it's not, it's not something that I know a huge amount about. Um, it just, if they're not gonna, I just don't really under. I, why be, a, why be a bookmaker then if you're going to restrict what they can and can't bet on? Like you, you know, you take bets, you should, you should take anything. Yeah. Personally, but let's talk, fair? let's talk about the international dimension to Royal Ascot, which uh, Brittany was pretty quiet this year to be honest both in terms of um, entrance and results G relative to relative to what it's been in the past it was almost silent wasn't it it was wonderful to see Joe Orsino with imprimis in the race feeling strong enough about his prior race in the Shaker Town to bring him over but Wesley Ward he has to be disappointed he thought he brought over a very strong contingent now much of that had to do with the rain that fell when the Americans come over they want quick ground and obviously we did not mm -hmm. get that even by the end of the week yeah. bound for nowhere was probably his biggest disappointment he was yeah. very high on this horse thought it was his best chance we didn't get the ground but can we, we really um, blame it on that perhaps it just isn't the strongest group of two-year-olds but in fair play to Nick Smith, he's got horses from Australia and he's got horses from New Zealand and one from Singapore and uh, yeah. uh, nearly a dozen from, from the United States, a Japanese horse and a, a Czech horse from the Czech Republic. So there's plenty of diversity there, Charlie, but we want the global superstars, really, don't we? Exactly, and they weren't yeah. the best. You know, and that, that I, is, you know, just like the Aussies hate us going over and taking them, you know, having a crack at the Melbourne Cup, we, we don't like seeing our sprint races go to the Aussies, but... It adds so much, and actually, it's great. Mm. But you want to see those superstars. You want to see the the the, the good horses, the the, re, the cream of the crop. And they didn't come this year, and that it definitely, definitely took a bit away from the meeting. I thought. Do you think it's just money? Uh, well, the the sprinters, the Aussie sprinters. There's an issue, quarantine issue at the moment, mm. isn't there? And it, it sort of slightly interferes with the Everest, which is worth 14 million or whatever it is this year. <laughs> That's just so, a, you can't compete with that. How are they going to compete with that? And that that I hope that gets resolved because I'm sure the Aussies would love to come over and would love to win if, if it, as long as it's not going to, as long as it's not going to affect their season back in Australia. But uh, if it's a, if if it was an issue that was um, affecting the way they were trained for the Everest, then I can completely understand why they haven't come. R Rushing fall next year, I hope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fingers uh, I mean, there's she's a, a superstar. There's a massive yeah. wish list of horses and trainers that we'd love to see, and they're going to have to take on our superpowers. And we touched on this earlier on with, with James and Brittany Charlie, but I'd like your view on this. Yeah. The, the extent to which, and we talk about it a lot, um, too many races are falling into too few hands for the sport to be interesting palatable very diverse etc yeah it definitely um it definitely takes it, it takes that story away you know i think that uh, the story of me and Haley winning at ascot was a was a was a really good one because it's a, we broke the mold and we weren't part of that um aiden john gosden sir michael stout domination 
uh, and I think it can get a little bit monotonous. Now, Aidan is a, is a wonderful, wonderful trainer, and I, I'm afraid he's going to carry on dominating for many years to come, uh, which is going to make life tough. But I, I do think it slightly takes away from the narrative of us trying to sell our sport to an outside audience. Th that said, I think the only thing that really transcends our sport is equine superstars, Frankel, Frankie as well, obviously, who's obviously not an equine superstar, but he is a superstar. <laughs> uh, and so um, I think maybe we look at it possibly too much. Um, and I think when we are really trying to open up to, a, to, a, to a, an outside audience, it, it, it's, only, it's only those really, really good horses that manage to do that. That, 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 that cut through. Yeah. Well, I've noticed in America with super trainers, it affects field size because you don't want to be running against the monsters, say, on the yeah. dirt from Bob Baffert, the monsters on the turf with Chad Brown. I don't notice it as much here, though. So is there not a, a fear that with the four or five in a race for the same trainer that they're going to control it? I, I think you've talked about this a number of times, James, yeah, yeah. with regard yeah. to Aiden's runners. Yeah, I think I think I don't like multiple mob-handed. But then again, he won the derby with his third string. So it's a policy which pays, doesn't it? Uh, I don't think anything can be done about it, or maybe nothing should be done about it. But it's, yeah, Charlie's, well, we've both spoken well about it. I think it's, 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 you wish it wasn't so, but it is. Let's talk, uh, a, let's talk about um, late withdrawals of horses at, uh, at Ascot. Um, Alan King has been quite vociferous because his, his horse, a yeah. wee dram, another uh, son of Mukadram, incidentally, or son of Mukadram, same sire as Charlie's filly, um, was taken out because he ran loose before and he said he hadn't, the horse hadn't really been given a chance and the, the vets didn't get a chance to inspect the horse and they need to be a bit more circumspect before they just press the button and say, out. What do you think about that? I think the problem is that, that especially at Ascot, all eyes are on that race course. Mm. And so they are definitely, they play it safe. And if there is any chance that that horse has done any damage or done anything, they can't let it run. Mm. Um, in that instance, he sh sh the horse shouldn't have been withdrawn. He cantered down to the post and do anything wrong. He was absolutely fine. And I, I don't believe that he should have been withdrawn, but I completely understand why they did it. Because if, and a very, very, very small chance, if that horse had done an injury in that race, wouldn't have looked good. Interesting one, this. We're in a climate that's all about optics. You spoke about it earlier with the crop, obviously with a horse running loose, even if he was more than fine. But like you just said, if anything happened, um, many would say, why wasn't that horse scratched? And it goes back to the climate that, especially in America, that we're in right now of safety and the health and welfare of the equine athlete is of the utmost importance. So I think they're leaning on the side of caution everywhere right now. Would it have been scratched if it had been at another meeting? No, Probably I not. don't think it would have done, and therefore it was the wrong decision. And there's so many moving parts to Ascot, and it's, it, optics is one as well, but logistics is another. Lots of racing, lots of big field racing, important, imperative that the races go off to time. We don't keep to time at other race courses, and it creates mayhem. So it's a difficult balancing act, and I can understand why Alan King's frustrated, but I suspect they've probably done the right thing. I, could, I mean, I would have been exactly the same as that. I would have been livid. Yeah. Because you've got all your owners there, and it's, it's very frustrating. But sometimes these things happen. And now, Brittany, this is a big story emerging in, in your part of the world. Yeah. It's at Santa Anita, which has been the focus of so much welfare attention this year. Jerry Hollendorfer is a Hall of Fame trainer. Mm -hmm. 
and he has been given 72 hours to get out of Santa Anita with all his horses because of a fourth fatality this year and an expose on CNN. Santa Anita and Golden Gate because the Stronach Group is forcing him to remove his horses from their tracks in California and they do own both. Um, I was quite shocked to, to hear the news just yesterday. Uh, 72 hours is not much time to get, I believe, 46 horses out of Santa Anita probably many more at Golden Gate. Ed Allred, Doc Allred, who owned Los Alamitos, has welcomed Jerry Hollendorfer into his his track, and he's going to give him plenty of stalls. Um, it will be interesting to see what Del Mar does, as that's where the meet's going. We have one final day at Santa Anita, then it goes to Los Alamitos and Del Mar. Um, without any of the details as to why, mm. um, it was shocking news, I'm sure, for most in the industry. But it's this is becoming a pattern now, James, where yeah. the Stronach Group are essentially the, the regulators of their own track. It's the California Horse Racing Board seems to have no it's meaningful power. It's, it's despicable, isn't it? Don't you think it's despicable? It's just wrong. It just, the, the way shouldn't, things should not be conducted like this. It's just wrong. And this is, I don't know the individual, this is the story, and I think Brittany's spoken very well about it indeed. So I won't comment on the actual case, but the actual principle of people who have wealth and power deciding rules and laws. I mean, okay, I have Marxist tendencies, but this is, you know, getting me really hot under the collar in general. And they're making a rod for their own back here, aren't they? They're creating this kind of like intense atmosphere where the next thing that goes wrong, it becomes mega news because of, of the way that they've comported themselves during this whole instance. It's, it's, they've mismanaged it to a ridiculous degree. It's, it's what do you think? I, I think that nobody who is operating at that track at the moment can have any certainty as to what's going to happen next. I think that's the thing. There's, it, it needs a, uh, we've gone over Brittany, but I think it just needs an, uh, an aura of, of calm about the place to, to yeah. descend. It, everything seems so frenetic. One thing goes wrong and action te is taken that is so drastic, well-intentioned perhaps, but so drastic. It's very there's reactionary. There's no sense of reaction. No sense of stability. It's very reactionary, and it's a terrifying position to be in if you are training or riding or owning horses yeah. in Southern California right now because of the uncertainty mm. of it all. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that many are pleased to see the Santa Anita meet come to a close, and then we move to Los Alamitos and Del Mar. Hopefully, that calmness will return. I will say though, there are many reforms that were put in place in Southern California. It should be the new gold standard. I mm. do hope that during what's been an incredibly difficult time, that the industry will come out better than we were before. Yeah, yeah. And so say all of us, and those were this yeah. week's Talking Points. Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti at Cruel Dubai.